Hey there. It has been a while, hasn't it? It's been six weeks since the last episode I recorded, and I want to talk to you a bit before starting this episode. Mind Universe to me has felt like I'm talking to a friend more than I am talking to a microphone in order to produce content for a podcast. So, over those six weeks, it it has felt pretty strange to me. I found myself unable to sit down and write, face the microphone and talk. I, I found that my thoughts were strangers to me. I didn't recognize what I was thinking and most of the time I found myself unable to think things that I'm interested in and it's it's such a strange thing when you think about where thoughts come from it isn't just something you wish out of nowhere and they appear to you it doesn't always work like that anyway I wanted to say that the past few weeks I I wasn't in the right mental state to produce the content and I didn't want to do something that I didn't feel right to me when I write something when I say something I have to feel it I have to mean it otherwise I'd rather just be quiet and say nothing or write nothing because I believe what you say represents you what you write it reflects who you are and I don't want to say things that are shallow or empty or don't come from within me things that I don't believe in and I've done that before where I write something down or feel like I want to say something and it comes off feeling not accurate to how I feel or how I think and therefore I would just you know either delete it if it's written or not say it I want to speak the truth I want to say what I believe in and I don't want to do something that's just a cliche or something empty to fill the space no and it isn't because I'm a perfectionist even though I think that does play a role but I've always had this innate thought that when you do something be thorough with it do it well and try to be a master at it do it as best as you can in a way live up to your potential and make that potential turn into a reality and that's the way i want to handle the podcast i want the content that i'm creating to live up to the potential that the podcast can be and also i value your time your attention and your support which i would like to earn by 
providing content worthy of those. Anyway, I just wanted to say that I've missed talking to you. I have missed doing episodes for Mind Universe, and it's good to be back. So, let's get on with today's episode. It's rare to have things work out for you the way you want them to be. If you're someone who has a vision and faces no obstacles in achieving it or in having it happen to them, you are the lucky one. Because most of the time, you find yourself facing hardship after another, facing failure after another. It's frustrating and you find yourself running an uphill path that continues to go uphill. You wonder, when will it become easier? When will I get better at this? And the more you do it, the the harder it continues to be. And it's frustrating and you find yourself facing the desire to quit and to just stop. You also find yourself holding it together trying not to have a breakdown. What's worse, more than all of that, is you're lost. You don't know what's next. The path ahead of you is unclear. And you don't know where to go, what to do, what your next step is. And the big problem associated with that is when you stop moving, you find yourself being shrouded by doubt, by insecurities, and second-guessing yourself. You could even try to find a crutch, similar to asking for someone's approval or opinion. And it's, it's not a bad strategy to use it from time to time, but it can make you lose the validation of your own opinion and, you know, find yourself continuously resorting to seeking someone else's approval. But that's, that's not the point here. So when you stop in your tracks, you find yourself spiraling into a halt. You just find it more difficult Uh, to go forward or to resume, let's say, the longer you stay there. And well, there's a difficulty to trying to do something you were once passionate about and something that meant a lot to you and at one point was your escape. It was the thing you constantly desired, yet for some reason you are stuck and unable to get back there. Maybe you, you've stopped for so long and you can't find the drive to go back there again. Maybe you've lost whatever feeling that was within you. It's as if you yourself have become a foreigner to a place that was once familiar to you. Except it's you who is not familiar anymore. And the funny thing, perhaps it's not even funny, the longer you are stuck in this place, 
the stronger the influence it has on you becomes. Again, like a vortex, the pull it has on you continues to grow in power and magnitude while you, you are growing weaker. You want to get out of it, but you can't. And, you know, you see yourself spiraling towards the center of this vortex. And picture it this way, surrounding you. It, the, the, the further away you look, the bigger it is. And the deeper you are in this, this vortex, this state. And you find yourself wondering, how can you go back to the person you were? Not that you have changed or that you aren't the same person, but the feeling that was once within you and has been a part of your essence, it's gone. The person you were when that part of you was there feels like a stranger. And it isn't like you can't go back to who you once were. In fact, it's quite possible that you can, but... This experience that you are dealing with now, this hardship, this doubt, and this halt, and inner turmoil, it shapes you and adds to your character. Dealing with it is like dealing with a life or death experience, except it's a life or death of the persona, of the creative part of you. It's, uh, it's an inner death. In facing it, you are struggling for survival, survival of your essence. Do you just give up and live as a hollow shell of a person who goes through the days with no real passion or drive to push you forward? Which is difficult to do in itself because, because you can't live like that. You can exist like that, but not live. And you are struggling to save yourself and get out of that vortex. And you know, dealing with it isn't an easy thing. You can't just say, hey, you have to fight this and pull out of it or snap out of it or integrate it into your growth. You can't just easily get out of it a developed and more creative person. No, that's wishful thinking at best. Being there and dealing with all that turmoil is not easy. And the struggles you go through and the hardships that you face, it can take a long time, energy, and effort. And it drains you. It can go on for days, weeks, months, and maybe years. Having to deal with that for such a long time, not knowing how to deal with it, it's taxing on you, especially the not knowing part. You're lost and you don't know what options are available to you. It's, it's, imagine it this way. It's as if you are in a boat in the middle of the ocean and there's nothing in sight. All around you is nothing and you don't know what to do. You have no idea how to behave or what what's your next option is. So to say, hey, it's okay, you'll you will grow out of it and things will be better, it it doesn't help 
to say that? And who knows what the answer is? Or what is the guide that will get you unstuck out of there? You don't know what can help you become able to be yourself again. Even you, you work against yourself. You become your own hindrance, ending up finding distractions and drowning in them. You find yourself avoiding what used to be the thing you escape to. Every time you would try to get back to doing what you were passionate about, what used to ignite your soul and fill your heart with purpose, you curve and avoid going there. As if you fear, con- it's as if you fear confronting it. You fear confronting it as who you are now. You're a stranger. You don't know who you are and you are behaving in a way that even you disagree with. You don't want to behave this way and you don't know why you are like this now. It's as if you are possessed by your shadow. A shadow that is filling you with destructive desires. And you are weak to stop it. And look, you are very hard and punishing on yourself. That perhaps adds to the difficulty of it. You're filled with negative thoughts that cause you to dislike yourself. You have an inner monologue that addresses you badly. You wouldn't talk to anyone the way you talk to yourself. And it, it takes its toll on you. You are someone who has become your worst enemy. And you do it unconsciously. It has become the default voice that you use when you think and when you talk to yourself. You call yourself by terrible names, being condescending towards yourself. Maybe you don't notice and maybe you got so used to it that you think it's normal, but but it's self-harm and self-bullying. You call yourself with names that no one deserves to be called by. You call yourself stupid, ugly, unworthy. You call yourself a fool, a joke, and you have no idea just how destructive that is. Maybe you think that, hey, it's just me thinking to myself, so uh, there is no harm done. No one there is on the receiving end. I'm just talking to myself. Still, even if it isn't apparent to you how badly that effect has on you, it can drastically change the way you view yourself and handle yourself. And it reflects on the way you act and do things. It reflects on the way you present yourself to society, to perhaps even the things that you do. It it drops you away from any confidence and any desire for innovation or, you know, any desire for adventure because you're someone who is there to talk down on you. So, 
you think and, and and this is even worse actually they're both bad i'm not even sure which one is worse you think you don't deserve to be happy you think you are a waste of time a waste of space perhaps you even think you don't deserve to live it's such a heavy burden and it's a deep problem when the very essence the very source of your thoughts wherever that may be because it isn't apparent to me where thoughts come from exactly sure you think your thoughts but where do they come from and where the origin of them is and you don't always control them anyway so it's such a heavy burden when the very source of your thoughts is against you you don't notice it but it does so much damage to you and it's such a funny thing how you as a human being can be a prisoner of your own mind and your thoughts as well they trap you and you can't get out of them or get away they control your life and the way you view the world around you sometimes going through your life and the things you are dealing with they can immerse you to a point that you end up truly believing that there isn't more to life than the things around you it's especially the case for someone who doesn't know much happiness or has known nothing but pain and misery you've been in such a state for so long you truly believe there isn't more to life even when you've tried to ask for help and tried to find someone who understands you all you have found is judgment misunderstanding and condescending views when you were asking for help you've only found those who guilt trip you those who tell you that you are at fault for thinking this way for being this way for feeling this way you look around and you see people who apparently look to you to be happy people who are doing things and moving forward in life all while you are stuck in place drowning in this painful miserable existence and the reason i say people who apparently seem happy to you is because you can't really see the things that people are dealing with and the only thing that you are looking at is the exterior the things that appear to you a certain way and you might assume that yeah those people are happy they are living a full rich joyful blissful life and they have to be because they have this and that and you can see what they are doing but and i've mentioned this before in the podcast you don't see what's behind the curtain for those people still that's neither here nor there the point of this subject is that when you look around you see them and you start comparing your mind makes you compare it emphasizes on how miserable you are compared to how good they are having it not that you should compare not that it matters whether or not they are happy it's just the way your mind pushes you 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 think in such a way and the negativity that's 
plaguing you. It continues to do this to you. You don't know what to do about it. It makes you wish to just end it all and cease to exist. You just don't want to be anymore. You wish to disappear. You even wish you never were here to begin with. And well, I'm not one for naive optimism. Not that I think what I'm gonna say is naive. Even though everything that's around you is difficult. And your life is filled with hardships and pain. And it seems like this is all there is to life. It doesn't mean that this is all there is to life. It definitely doesn't mean that this is all there is to your life. Think of it this way. It's as if you are living inside a dome or within a bubble and for as long as you remember, this has been your reality. The people in it, the environment, the norms and society, they make up your vicinity and what's perhaps peculiar about such a thing is that it convinces you that this is how things are. It gives you a presupposition about the world, about your definitions of joy, reward, punishment, how people behave, what is right and what is wrong. I mean, imagine it this way. Someone who is used to a certain lifestyle, a good one, a rewarding one, they would feel more confident. They would have, you know, they would walk and that confidence would show. They would expose their chest. They would have their shoulders pulled back. And, you know, they feel like they are entitled in a certain way. That kind of person, because their presupposition is that this is how life is. When they do something and it's not a big deal, they expect to be rewarded for it. And if they do something bad or they make a mistake, they expect the punishment to be mincical or small and, you know, just a slab on the wrist and that's it. Someone who has the preconception that any hard work they do will be rewarded with a tiny reward. They will be paid with minimum wage or maybe they don't even know what minimum wage is. They would be receiving a bowl of rice for a day's labor, for example. And I know that's an ex extreme example, but let's just go with it. Now, such a person, if they make a mistake, they probably think they will be punished severely. They will, they will be beaten and or maybe they will be thrown in, in jail for maybe, let's say, breaking a plate, for example. Now, those two people, if they were doing the same job or working at the same place, even though, let's say, that place is taking them out of uh, their environment, they will not be perceiving it the same way. This, the latter, the second person, will have, they will be curled down and, and they will be weak and they will be scared to be yelled at while the other person would be entitled and they, do, they would be like, hey, my job needs to be done for me, even though it's their job. Anyway, the point is, it is surprisingly difficult to give a good explanation of the nature of knowledge itself. 
and to say how knowledge or rather to say how knowing something is true is different from thinking it's true does knowledge mean truth belief perception evidence certainty justification rationality i mean those things they differ from one person to another and yeah we have uh, research that helps us find the truth it helps us get closer to it and be more confident about it still the line between knowledge and belief can be difficult to distinguish especially with personal things especially with the way you live your life what you believe can be right or wrong but what you know should be factual and right but sometimes you think you know something when in fact you believe it that's perhaps where the difficulty lies and that preconception about the world you have it goes even to your ideas about things beyond your understanding such as the universe god life the afterlife other societies and cultures but that doesn't mean there isn't more beyond this limited dome or bubble that you are living in and if one day you become able to pierce through its borders and let's say outgrow it you will see that there is so much more to life beyond your previous understanding and comprehension when you see that you will realize there's a bigger dome for you to explore and in contrast you will look back to your previous dome i know i keep going to the dome example but let's say your previous life and you will see how small it is or how like you will you will have um, an outsider view and see just how you made it into a bigger deal than it actually was and what is to be taken from this is even when it seems hopeless and this is all there is to it that doesn't mean it is the case it doesn't mean that there is no hope it doesn't mean that there isn't more and well there is another thing that crosses my mind and i'd like to address it it resonates with me it's just how brilliant you actually are i know the negative voice in your head doesn't agree with that and it thinks that you are one lousy creature and it has a lot to say about you that isn't pleasant i know but despite what that voice is saying you have so much to give and so much lies within you it's as if there is a universe in your head and there is a deep ocean within your heart there's a vast world within you ripe for exploration filled with magic filled with mystery yet you are closed in you're quiet and unexpressive you're curled up and it's as if you don't want to no it's as if you can't express any of it you don't know why and you wonder about that it's amazing just how you have all of that yet you are reluctant 
unspoken and unexpressive. Even though when you look around you, there are many who are outspoken even though they have nothing to say. That in itself is baffling. People who have nothing to say haven't been stopped by that. They still do, they still say, and they still put themselves out there. Even though when you observe them, there is nothing. They are not providing anything worth saying or doing. They're just being out there and more power to them. The point is you in all your marvel and all that you have within, you find yourself trapped and caged within yourself and you don't want to let any of it out. You don't know how to let any of it out. It's, it's funny. They are out there and you are in there within yourself, closed in, quiet and mean to yourself. And you know, let's address the negative voice within you who talks to you in such a way. You overthink and overanalyze. You are thorough, through and through, yet you don't do anything. You put yourself against such a high standard that it's crippling you. It makes you unable to be at that impossible level that you've set up for yourself that you know you need to acquire and be at otherwise you're not good enough not only do you put obstacles ahead of you you demand exhausting feats from yourself ones that aren't meant to be as difficult as you make them to be but you still demand that of yourself you think every tiny detail and still you are displeased with yourself, with anything that you do, produce, say, whatever it may be. Anything you do or say is not good enough. It's unnecessary. It's bad. Not that it is any of that. No, it isn't. But, but it's how you view yourself that makes them appear so. And look, being thorough and analytic and, you know, taking care of things to a point that is up to standards, it's good, but it's good in moderate doses, not in the dose that you have been applying to yourself. You, you flood yourself with this until it drowns you. You treat yourself in such a harsh way that nothing you would do is good enough. It can't be good enough for you. Not to you, you, but it can't be good enough to the negative voice within your head. And well, there are questions that may be hard to answer, especially where you are now and when you are under the effect of such thoughts. What is it that you desire? What is it that you miss? What is something you would like to say to yourself from the past? What is something you want to tell your old self that you forgive them for? And what do you think your future self would be like 
As in, if you meet your future self, how do you think they would be? As if it is a different person, someone else who is the manifestation of who you would be. What do you think this future self would tell you if they meet you now? Do you think your future self would be grateful and happy with who you are now, knowing the hardships and struggles you are dealing with? Would your future self be content with you now? I hope today's episode has been helpful, enjoyable, insightful, and in any way or form has had a positive impact on you. If you enjoy Mind Universe and the content that I provide with these episodes, please support the podcast by rating it 5 stars on Apple Podcasts and subscribing to receive a notification when a new episode is available. From what I've learned, a podcast is highly affected by the rating it receives on Apple Podcasts. So, you giving Mind Universe 5 stars allows it to grow and reach a larger audience. Also, I share my writings, artworks, personal projects, and general news and podcast updates on social media. Go to the following link direct.me slash Fahad. You will find my social media accounts, my telegram channel, and links to the podcast page on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Follow me on social media, subscribe to my telegram channel, and I would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to talking to you next time.